Hi, and welcome to another episode of Pasha. My name is Gottfried Boafo. And I'm Ines Kosana. Thanks for joining us. Today, we talk about the contentious topic of the COVID-19 vaccine. To discuss the situation of vaccines in South Africa is Shabir Madi, Professor of Vaccinology and Director of the SAMRC Vaccines and Infectious Diseases Analytical Research Unit at Wits University in South Africa. He starts by shortly unpacking South Africa's strategy for the procurement of COVID-19 vaccines. So currently, based on data which has been released uh, in the public domain, uh, the Department of Health has indicated that South Africa is likely to receive up to 20 million doses of vaccine uh, by the end of uh, June, July. It's unclear exactly where those 20 million doses are going to be coming from. What we do know is that South Africa was successful uh, in terms of procuring about 1.5 million doses from the Serum Institute of India, which is producing the AstraZeneca vaccine. And that vaccine is being earmarked for healthcare workers. Although there's about 1.2 million healthcare workers and each healthcare worker needs to get two doses of vaccine. So within the healthcare workers, it would probably need to be some prioritization as to exactly which group of healthcare workers will be vaccinated. We do know that uh, South Africa had committed to purchasing enough vaccine for up to about 10% of the population through the COVAX facility. And the COVAX facility vaccines are likely to become available starting in April and spread out over the course of the next few months. So that would account for roughly about 12 million additional doses. And then there's roughly about six and a half million uh, other doses which government seems to now have procured. Again, it's unclear exactly which vaccines are going to constitute the vaccine that comes from COVAX, which is likely to be the AstraZeneca vaccine. Uh, but it's even more unclear uh, where the additional six and a half million doses of vaccine would be forthcoming from uh, in terms of exactly which company or which vaccine uh, product uh, will be made available to South Africa. How will these be distributed? The current uh, plans uh, released by government is that there will be three phases of uh, immunization in phase one. It will be mainly targeted at healthcare workers, which I mentioned is a limited number of individuals. In phase two, it will be expanded to individuals that are above the age of 65 and individuals with high risk uh, for developing severe disease. So those are people with uh, comorbidities. And then in phase three, it's a more general population. Uh, the challenge which we face right now is that although the healthcare workers are relatively easy to reach out to to get vaccinated, uh, I'm not convinced that the logistics are actually in place uh, to be able to reach out uh, substantially even just to individuals over the age of 65 and individuals with comorbidities. I think that is going to take a lot of amount of planning and often when it comes to vaccines, uh, vaccines end up being stuck in depots simply because the logistics haven't been dealt with in terms of how to deploy it and make it, make it ex as accessible as possible for people to be forthcoming to be vaccinated. Uh, so right now, there seems to have been very little planning in terms of logistics because much of the focus over the past four weeks uh, when uh, there seems to have been somewhat of a wake-up call on the part of government that it needs to do more than just to wait for vaccine to come from the COVAX facility has been centered around trying to actually source vaccine. Uh, but it's of critical importance and it seems that the Department of Health has now set up a task team within the Department of Health to look at operational issues. Uh, that being said, the reality for the South African context, uh, firstly, I think it's overambitious in terms of thinking that we would be able to reach 67% uh, of South Africans by the end of 2021. 
And the reason for that, firstly, is that uh, to reach 67% of the South African population by the end of 2021, you would effectively need to be vaccinating close on to 110% of all of the adults, which is not obviously plausible. Professor Maddy went on to say that this is because none of the current vaccines are authorized for use in children under the age of 16, and in some vaccines, 18. This makes up around 28 to 30 percent of the South African population. He believes it's extremely unlikely to get to two-thirds of the population or even 40 million people. Uh, that is further compounded by the reality that the latest uh, Ipsos poll in South Africa amongst adults indicated that uh, only roughly about 53% of adults would be willing to be vaccinated. And uh, COVID-19 vaccines, it's unlikely that government would be able to make it mandatory uh, because the constitution of the country simply doesn't allow for it. And I think there would be more of a backlash in terms of even fewer people wanting to get vaccinated should government decide to go the route of wanting to make it mandatory. Now, even if assuming that uh, government is somehow uh, miraculously successful in terms of procuring 80 million doses of vaccine uh, for the target, targeted 40 million that needs to be vaccinated, uh, the blunt reality is that uh, those vaccines are unlikely to become available uh, at least until April. And if South Africa were to start off vaccinating from the 1st of April uh, at 40 million individuals, they would need to vaccinate about 150,000 people per day, each day, seven days a week, for the first month. And after that, that number would climb to 300,000 people per day, each day, right through to the end of 31st of December 2021. And that is the only way. There are almost no countries other than Israel that has come close to being able to vaccinate 150,000 people per day, let alone 300,000 uh, people being vaccinated. Even countries such as the United Kingdom and the United States have been struggling to vaccinate even up to 50,000. So aside from the reality that we don't actually have the 80 million doses of vaccine, that there's been very little planning that's gone into how these vaccines are going to be deployed, just setting those sort of targets are somewhat unrealistic in terms of being able to attain. So rather than it being a strategy, uh, right now these are aspirational goals. Uh, and I think it would be more meaningful to set realistic targets as to what we will be able to achieve by the end of 2021. What are the timelines? Well, I think South Africa would have done a marvelous job considering how delayed it was in terms of securing vaccine supply if we are able to even uh, vaccinate uh, close on to one third of our population by the end of 2021. Uh, even vaccinating one third of the population still means that we would need to go each day and vaccinate 75,000 per day for the first month and then up to 70,000 per day uh, moving onwards. So I think a much more realistic target is vaccinating about one third of the adult, one third of the population, which roughly would uh, come to close on to probably two thirds of the adult population but not uh, two-thirds of the South African population. So I think government needs to be clear in terms of exactly what its goal is, who exactly has been targeted for vaccine, and then set, set realistic parameters in terms of how uh, many people we would really be able to immunize uh, over what period of time. So I think one-third of the South African population or roughly two-thirds of adults would be a more meaningful target. But even for that to work, the only way that it will work in South Africa is to ensure that there's decentralization in terms of roles and responsibilities when it comes to COVID-19 immunization. Uh, vaccines do not work and they do not save lives, again, if they sit in depots. 
They only work and save lives if the people that it's meant for are actually vaccinated. And for that to be successful in South Africa, uh, if we just solely depend on public sector distribution, we will fail dismally. Uh, it's critical that the private sector, in fact, takes a leadership role when it comes to the deployment of vaccines. The private sector, with general practitioners and the numerous number of pharmacies, have probably got much better of an outreach in terms of being accessible to South Africans than uh, the few public health clinics that we do have in the country. That type of planning should have been underway at least six months ago. Vaccine strategies and rollouts must go beyond the private sector in terms of healthcare. South Africa must engage with the private sector for storage and deployment of vaccines. Professor Madi cited Coca-Cola and the retail stores for engagement in how they can help. These organizations have multiple stores across the country and need to be engaged with for how they can help to deploy vaccines to some of the most remote areas. Where does the private sector factor in the plans? What about civil society? Is the country prepared to implement this COVID-19 vaccine procurement and rollout strategy? The private sector has to play a core role at multiple levels. Uh, firstly, the private sector has been called upon both the medical aids as well as the private sector more generally uh, to contribute to the coffers to enable South Africa to be able to procure substantial quantities of vaccine. And that shouldn't have been the case in the first place uh, because uh, government has got the funds to be able to do that. And what they don't seem to understand is that last year, the fiscal loss closed on to $312 billion uh, because of the impact which lockdowns had uh, in relation to our reaction to COVID-19. Uh, what we're talking about here, depending on which figures you're looking at, uh, just for vaccine procurement, that number in fact is just under 10 billion rand. Uh, if government doesn't spend that money, this year, essentially what it would mean is that a country will probably be faced with another fiscal shortfall of 300 billion, if not greater, during 2021. So the notion that the country doesn't have the funds and government doesn't have the money when it's able to waste money on bailing out SOEs such as South African Airways is a false notion and it actually uh, indicates that there simply isn't that sort of commitment on the part of government to procure the vaccines or to, on behalf of its citizens, because the private sector should not have been called upon in the first place, because this is a responsibility of government, this is what people pay taxes for, and the, the money not being used for corrupt activities like what happened with the PPE fiascos, that money would have been available and should have been available. So the private sector has now firstly been called upon to assist in terms of the funding of the vaccine. The other roles of the private sector is for them to be integrally involved in actual deployment of the vaccine at multiple levels. This is from logistics of distribution to having the state possibly contract private practitioners to assist with the immunization programs. All these logistics should have been dealt with. It will take three to six months of planning for there to be a streamlined system that ensures that vaccines are not sitting in depots and not being moved as quickly as possible. Uh, but when it comes to the private sector, we also need to understand that the country is in dire straits at multiple levels. And it is time for the private sector also to step up and to ensure that they're doing this with absolutely no motive for profit. And this includes individuals that might be involved in terms of immunization. Uh, this, this is the time for the private sector, be it large pharmacies such as Clicks and the Discam Group, uh, be it the average general practitioner, this is the time to show social solidarity. And what that means is that when vaccines become available through the private sector, anyone should be able to walk in 
without requiring to pay even one cent to be immunized. Uh, because once there's any price placed on uh, people ne uh, needing to pay to be immunized, it brings about inequity in terms of access to the vaccine. And that would be defeating the purpose of bringing the private sector to be an integral component of uh, immunizing with the COVID-19 vaccine. Is the government's proposed strategy enough to stem the pandemic in the country? Yeah, so unfortunately not. Uh, the current uh, COVID-19 strategy is not a strategy, it's an aspirational goal. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, for a strategy to be really a strategy, you need to have a realistic goal and uh, thinking that you can vaccinate two-thirds of the population, uh, which is close to 100% of the adult population, when 50% of adults already indicate they don't want to be vaccinated, uh, simply is not a realistic goal to attain. Uh, so I think we need to relook what the actual goal is and then develop a strategy around it. Why will procurement be a major challenge for South Africa? So the major challenge that South Africa faces now, uh, over and above uh, being able to actually put into place the systems to ensure immunization of large numbers of people over a short of period of time, and what is sort of the elephant of the, in the room when talking about this target of two-thirds of the population being immunized, is that South Africa simply doesn't have the 80 million doses which it requires to reach out to that two-thirds of the population. Uh, as we heard, there's probably up to 20 million doses that has been procured, which falls way short of even one-third of the population. Uh, the reason we're in this predicament is because of poor planning on the part of government and probably poor advice, if advice was given at all, on the part of the Ministerial Advisory Committee with regard to how South Africa should approach procurement of COVID-19 vaccines. It appears that what happened is that government put all of its eggs, eggs in a single basket and decided to only focus on procuring vaccine to the COVAX facility. Knowing full well that the COVAX facility was set up to ensure that countries can get enough vaccine for at least 20% of the population and not two thirds of the population. In addition to which South Africa wasn't even able to commit to procuring enough vaccine for 20% of the population through the COVAX facility because the asking price for South Africa as an upper middle income country to participate in the COVAX facility in fact is higher per unit cost than what South Africa would have paid uh, to companies such as AstraZeneca had it engaged in bilateral agreements. Uh, in a COVAX facility, uh, the asking price per unit cost of vaccine is roughly about $12 per dose for a country such as South Africa an upper middle income country, whereas AstraZeneca's vaccine is coming in at $3 per dose. So it's actually more costly for South Africa with its dire economic situation to actually participate in the COVAX uh, facility. And that's the reason why we've come short. But stubbornly, it appears that during all of this and knowing that the COVAX facility wasn't going to allow for South Africa to get access to more than 10% of the vaccines, it seems that uh, there was no effort to engage uh, in bilateral agreements uh, through an advanced market commitment with companies. And this is something that many other countries, including middle-income countries, had started to do as soon as the company's uh, vaccines went into phase three trials. It's only recently after the public's outroar that the government has been activated to engage in those bilateral discussions. The problem with that is that it's too little, too late. Many of those vaccines are already promised to other countries that have made what is known as advanced market commitments. It's unlikely that South Africa will have a substantial number of vaccines, at least until the third or fourth quarter of this year. Some of the vaccines produced in Europe or America are bought already. 
Now we need to understand why we're in this situation. Uh, the excuse on the part of some individuals, including senior people in the Ministerial Advisory Committee, is that South Africa didn't have the financial power to engage in bilaterals through what is known as an advanced market commitment. There's a complete misunderstanding on the part of the same individuals as to what an advanced market commitment is. An advanced market commitment, unlike Operation Warp Speed and other governments that are actually funding companies to produce vaccines and actually provide them the funds to actually do the clinical development and eventually start producing the vaccines, uh, that is not an advanced market commitment. That is taking a risk uh, in that you don't know whether that vaccine will work or not, but you're willing to take that risk to try to expedite the process of vaccines being developed. An advanced market commitment is similarly, similarly like putting in a deposit for something that you want to purchase in the future that might become available in the future. If that product doesn't become available in the future, you do not lose your money. Your money is returned and any government that in, in, enters into an advanced market commitment with a condition that even if the vaccine is not eventually produced that uh, you will lose your money, uh, that government would be simply reckless to do that. And that is not what an advanced market commitment is. So unlike what has been peddled right now as the excuse to why South Africa didn't engage in advanced market commitment, that is a lie. The reason they didn't engage in advanced market commitments is because they simply didn't seem to exercise this insight that that is what was required for South Africa to be close to the front of the line to be able to gain access to reasonable quantities of the vaccine. The vaccine is the best hope at fighting the pandemic. It's important that the country effectively manage its rollout. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Inas Kusana and Ozer Patel. From me, Godfred Boafo. And from me, Inas Kusana. Goodbye for now.